This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. God bless you. Have your seat. Amen. It's a very short but powerful instruction. Give no place to the devil. So that tells us two things. Satan can only occupy the space that you give him. Number two, Satan needs space to operate. If you don't give him place, he cannot operate. And it's up to you to give him space. Otherwise, God wouldn't tell you to do what you cannot do. When we talk at this, one of the, you know, I've been saying some things we will talk about that we are here talking about. One of the uh, topics under this uh, overcoming the force of darkness is to look at temptation itself. Because there are many ways of satanic attacks, like I've explained. Um, there is demonic oppression. There is demonic affliction. There is possession. And I said a Christian cannot be possessed. But a Christian can be oppressed. Alright? Praise the Lord. Because the Holy Spirit dwells in your spirit once you are born again. And the spirit of God and an evil spirit cannot. But then the devil can occupy the soul of a Christian. And then there are two types or even different types of attack. A person can be attacked. A person's events around your life, activities of your life, like your business, like your home, can be attacked. That is different from the person being attacked himself. Are you getting what I'm saying? So there is forces of darkness working against the activities of a Christian's life. And there is the force of darkness actually attacking the Christian himself. So Jesus, some example, is a perfect example uh, in the Bible. Jesus identified by a gift called the signing of the spirit, which every Christian needs certain evil spirits in New Testament or in New Testament in his time. Well, it wasn't New Testament. Jesus was neither old nor new. He was in between the two. He operated New Testament under Old Testament. But New Testament started after the death of Jesus. Are you following me? So when they saw the madman of Gadara in Mark chapter 5, he called the legion that occupied the man unclean spirits. So there are unclean spirits. And they make people do unclean things. A, Christ, a person can be unclean in your soul or in your body. So where you see perversion, we start on this note of ways, and I'm going to show you some things from the Word of God. Now, let me say this as we start again for those who are just listening to me. We are not a deliverance ministry. We are a Bible faith church. We are just showing people what the Bible says about demons. Because the four signs in Mark 16, 17, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall cast out demons. If you are not casting out demons, we should ask you, do you believe? But that's the number one sign mentioned before talking about praying in tongues. Because we have on one side those who glorify demons, ancestral spirits, and read meanings to everything. And we have on the other side people who deny, who don't even know. But we stay with the Bible. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So when, when you see unclean spirits in action, so it is what is responsible for perverse things. And like I said on Wednesday, I remember when a woman came to see me. She doesn't attend this church. So she told me, 
of the kind of sex her husband was demanding for. Some things are not normal. If I describe it, it even it will fire a non-believer. When the spirit of perversion is at work in a man, you take what God has given normally and you perverse it. You turn it the other way. That man does not need counseling. He needs a spirit to be driven out of him. One of the mistakes will be in praying for the sick. In praying for the sick. Like I think it's in Luke 13. When Jesus saw the woman that had the spirit of infirmity, who was bound for 18 years, Jesus said, this is the daughter of Abraham. Now, there were people that Jesus healed in the Bible. He just healed them. Not all sicknesses have demonic origin. A person can be sick biologically. But the issue is that if, it is, uh, if there is a demonic interference, ordinary healing will not work until the spirit is driven out. So there were people that Jesus just healed. The man at the pool of Bethesda in John chapter 5, he said to the man, rise up, take your bed and go to your house. The paralytic man that came through his roof, he said to the man, go to your house. But when he saw the woman that was bound for 18 years, that was not ordinary healing. Because out of the night gift of the spirit, there is the gift of healing. But there is a gift called the sign of the spirit also that enables you to see into the spirit world. And that was what happened when Jesus met the madman of Gadara in Mark chapter 5. Are you following me? When he was speaking to the madman of Gadara, other, other, other places, the story is in uh, Mark, it's also in Luke, but Mark captures it better. Because what happened was that Jesus commanded the spirit to go and the spirit didn't leave immediately. Agent gave all this explanation, it's true. Then Jesus found out that there was more than one demon. Demons are very manipulative. You know, Jesus said that there, so Jesus said, how many are you? That was the only time Jesus had conversation with demonic spirits. And I want to talk to us today about the dangers of communicating with evil spirits. And we're going to see examples in the Bible. Are you following me? The reason why we are saying this is the fact that the church of Jesus Christ in Nigeria is full of many soothsayers that people call prophets. And if you don't separate, except your eyes are opened by the word of God to know the truth, you are going to fall prey, and many are right now. Spirit of divination is at work in our nation. There are ministers who are actually genuine ministers. I, I can show you from the Bible how both Satan and God can speak through one man. So if a man that is born of God, called of God, if he's not careful, even though he's genuinely called, he can also manifest wrong spirits. That was the case of Balaam. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So Balaam manifested the two together. He was a prophet of God, but he also had the spirit of divination at work in him. Uh, it's not part of this curriculum for this class, but if I was talking to leaders, I would have talked about this. But it's not for this class. So let's say what is this class. How a person anointed by God can get off into that. But you just need to know that it can happen. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. It was the same day that Peter said to Jesus, Thou art Christ, the Son of God, the Son of the living God. But the same day Jesus said to him, Get behind me, Satan. He spoke for Jesus, he spoke for God, and he spoke for Satan within one hour, the same man. This is why in following a man, follow the Bible. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. People leave churches for silly reasons. Usher annoy them. This one, the only reason you should change church. The moment the man begins to teach what is strange to the word of God, carry your Bible and go home. 
But that no usher will offend you. People will offend you in church. Even you, you, you have offended people before. Many Christians are very unforgiving. Somebody says something. So if they rebuke them, they leave. If they rebuke you and leave, you don't belong to that family. You have not been, you, are, you don't see yourself as a member of the family. This is one lesson gospel churches should learn from uh, uh, Orthodox churches. Like I said, jokingly, yes, Orthodox churches are smarter. They don't leave. They believe it's their church. There are those, they've been fighting pastors for 20 years. They are pastors. They are fighting. They don't talk. I'm not saying that is good. But nobody's living for anybody. It's our church. Probably their grandma's name is written on the chair at the altar. So go away. They do parochial committee meetings after the service. They fry the pastor. There are families in the church. They don't grow. When they are doing Thanksgiving, you are hiring somebody. Oh, Shemila, no, are you angry? Uh, you know, we saw that growing up. But <laughs> Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? No, it doesn't mean other church. I'm not saying all of them. I'm just saying that it happens. I'm just giving an example that no matter what happens, those people, they stay. We can learn something from there. They stay in their churches. They stay. Because you don't walk away from your family because your brother has done something wrong to you. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So understand that we can actually pray. Now, you might not. Uh, just like the gift of healing, all the gifts of the Spirit are found out, they are in two folds, in that, or they manifest in two ways. Somebody can receive the gift as one of the gifts of the Spirit, but see, if you are working with the Lord, gifts will manifest through you, even they might not be your primary gifts. When you are in a place, for instance, you might not exactly have the gift of healing, but every Christian is qualified to pray for the sick. Are you getting what I'm saying? You might not be called to be a prophet, but God can give you a word for somebody. So every normal Christian cannot pray that. So one of the things we need nowadays is to pray for God to give us ability to discern. And I want to talk to you all this morning. Listen to me. That's what the Bible said, I give no place to the devil. We looked at some for service. Bitterness, or we looked at doubt, we looked at fear, we looked at rebellion, and we looked at, uh, uh, which one again? Pride and lust. How these things operate in the Christian can open the door for the enemy. If you are offended, the Bible said there many shall be offended. If you are offended, and I was able to show them a little, offense was what really happened to Judas. The day the woman poured the oil on Jesus and he felt it was too expensive and he complained, and John to Jesus told him to shut up indirect. The next verse says that, and he went to have a meeting with the high priest. And then Luke 22 verse 3, and Satan entered Judas. So offense can open you up to the devil. If you are the type of, that's why the nitty gritty of Christianity is for you to master how to forgive. The cross of Jesus Christ is built on forgiveness. And if you are hearing me now, you are siblings that you are not talking to, you have to go and make things right after the service. Forgiveness is the very heart of Christianity. You need to. Prosperity can stay off a person's life because of people you are holding. Just, you don't need to get along with everybody or stay there and walk away but forgive. And let them know you are forgiving them but you are moved on. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So we talk, so offense should go. Envy, bitterness. Envy is actually direct product of a, 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 a demonic manifestation. Yeah. Are you following me? Yes, Praise the Lord. But let's read Deuteronomy 18, chapter, uh, chapter 18, verse 10. Deuteronomy 18, 10. And let's look at something this morning. Somebody asked me some questions at uh, Walker Smith yesterday about people, Bia, Baba Tunde, and all those things. Oh, we'll get to that in a while. Are you following me? Yes. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, There shall not, as they were living, 
and they were getting close to the promised land, the Lord began to give them some very solid instructions. And one of them, he said, there shall not be found among you anyone that maketh his son or daughter to pass through fire. That's idolatry. Or use divination. Or any observer of times. And, a, and a, a chanter or a witch. Or a dream, or a charmer. Or a consultant with familiar spirit. Or a wizard or a necromancer. A necromancer is somebody that communicates with the dead. Because by Bible's definition, it is appointed for man to die once. Reincarnation is demonic. Listen, there are works of familiars, and I told them a story that was very deep on Wednesday, in which if you are a shallow Christian, you might consider it as a spiritual experience and get into trouble. Papa Egan told us the story. The pastor's wife died, and the church board of trustee told him that he could take a leave for three months. So they just gave him so much money. Go out, just go so that he can relax and not be thinking about it. Somebody else will stand in for you for three months. So he went away just to not be around where the whole thing happened again. And, and in the afternoon, he was taking a stroll in a strange city where the hotel was staying. And he saw written on a wall of a particular place that service holds here this evening. So he came there and he saw people and he sat at the back. All of a sudden, everything fizzled out. He didn't see anybody again, only the author. And then a woman appeared and she was playing rock of ages, left for me, let me hide, on the keyboard. And then an, an angel appeared and came down from the stage and came to me and said, My, your wife gave me a message for you. Thank God for that preacher. I said, no, my wife is dead. She can never give you a message for me. The angel went back, came back, and that happened three times. And when he rejected the idea, the vision faded off, just left. Some Christians would have accepted that as a spiritual experience. If you are not rooted in the word, experiences will deceive you. If you receive that message that guy brought, the message he will tell from the wife will be a very correct message. Because when people die, the demons hovering around them, that's what they call familiar. Familiar spirits are spirits that are familiar with your activities. Once you are sent to this word as a child, Jesus said concerning children, that the, their angels are always beholding the face of so Growing up does not mean your angel will live. So everybody here, you have angels that God has assigned to work with you. And also because you are marked by the devil, so there are demons also. So a familiar spirit is the spirit, the closest to you, everything about you. So when a soothsayer wants to give you a message, the familiar spirit around your life will tell the soothsayer everything going on in your life. So they can extray your life for you. And if you are not rooted in the world, you call it a spiritual experience, but the control of your life has just started. If that man listened, the angel would have told him a correct message from the wife. From that day, messages will be coming. After a while, depression and many evil things will follow, and the man will be trapped forever. Because it is appointed for man to die once. God will not allow the dead to talk to the living. It's not scriptural. So, um, Satan transforms himself to angel of light. Have you read that in the Bible? So Satan can appear like a typical angel from it. If he could do that, if he can do that, it's not difficult for demons to put up the face of a relative that is dead and appear to people and begin to talk. That was what happened when Saul died. So when Samuel died. As soon as Samuel died and the Philistines were coming from the, all this side, 1 Samuel 24, or is it 24? Yeah, something like that. 1 Samuel 24, I think it's 24. 
Then the Philistines were coming. No, it's not 24. What was it? First Samuel 28. 28. I know 31 is where the battle really took place. Or 30. Battle took place. Now. They came. First Samuel 28. You know, the Philistines gathered and Saul didn't know what to do. The verse where he went to meet the witch at Endor. Hallelujah. Are you following me? There's a part that where Paul, Saul went to meet the witch at Endor and the witch told him, verse 16 or so. Then Saul said to his servant, Seek me a woman that had a familiar spirit that might go to her. You see, at this time, that's why he said that once you start doubting God, and I share a lot on that first service, you allow the devil to have an advantage over your life, like Eve. Once you start doubting. Once you start doubting. So, <laughs> hope I get there to talk about things offered by idols and food and everything. But I, I just want you to understand this. Once you start doubting, immediately, Saul saw the Philistines gathering around him and he was in trouble. He had used all his energy to chase after David and he had forgotten about God. He killed 85 priests in Nob. So God was no go area again. He had killed all the priests. The only one that escaped ran away. So there was nobody to help him talk to God again. So he said, seek for me. When he became king, before he started getting into disobedience, he obeyed Deuteronomy 18.10. He sent away all witches and familiar spirits and necromancers from Israel. So Endor was an outskirt. It was outside. He chased them away. But when he missed God and battle was coming, he saw arrows flying and there was no God on his side. When you start looking here and there, I spoke to a very darling brother one time that we spoke together. And I said that you grew up in a praying church that your parents were. He said, yes. So since when have you started using soap prayed over by somebody? These are indications of lack of confidence in God that will make you put oil in your bottle and you cannot go out without the oil. When did you become a native doctor? The day the devil will catch you, you will forget that thing one day and you are trapped. The Lord himself lives inside you. You don't need any external thing. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. See, I meet wonderful people and I tell them, very wonderful people every now and then. In the last two weeks, about the issue of soap and those came from three people. And they, they are very, so I just explained to them, no, 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 get rid of those things. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. This is wonderful. It's, 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 don't let anything reduce the fact that Christ lives in you. Any external thing, somebody gives you a singlet to wear, a prayer singlet. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hallelujah. These are the things, people are more fitting an object that is visible. Christ himself lives in you. You don't need an object. This is how people are brought in. See, when we say communication, it's of two types. Words and then contacts. So when you start having contact with some things, if the prophet giving you those things, it's a soothsayer. He has successfully transferred a demon walking around you. And when you submit yourself to this spirit, you have authority over all demonic spirits when you take your stand on the word of God. But when you submit yourself to them as a Christian, you are bound. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Any Christian can be defeated by evil spirit if you submit yourself. Are you, are you following what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. So Saul said, get me this woman. So this woman came. And saw these guys, of course, because he chased them out of town. He didn't want them to know that he was the one. So he dressed like a servant. And he said, they gave the woman, but he said, bring up somebody. And the woman said, ooh, 
said one of the old prophets. So she did her divination and somebody appeared. And they said, who do you see? He said, I, I can see an old man with a mantle. He said, that must be Samuel. And then Samuel gave a message that Saul was going to die that day. That message was correct because he did die that day. But listen to me. Who did the woman bring up? That was not Samuel. That was familiar spirit at work by excellence. So Samuel, a prophet of God, would not be brought up by a witch. That would be God setting up himself against himself. How can God allow his only prophet to be called out by a witch? A witch sent out of town some years before. And then the message she even gave so was a message of doom. Prophecies are no message of doom. And he died. He allowed evil spirit. Saul could have been forgiven at that point. But that's not... Are you following what I'm saying? A good example of this. So, so demonic spirit can be correct in their information. That is not enough for a Christian to follow. I have met many people, I don't worship on the way, but on the road. When I was in University of Ibadan, went to do a project on Olumoro. I told you before. I greeted the woman very well in Yoruba, and everything. So I sat down. She had about 60 gods. She was on the top of the rock. I don't worship her. Some of them stay on the rock there. We saw virgin girls. All of them tied the wire up, about 30 of them. And they be staying, doing some rituals there. Somebody's going to marry those girls. Ah. <laughs> Beautiful girls. Not illiterate, so. This is some people, they appear neat, broad daylight. But what they do behind the scene. This is why, let me tell you a gospel truth without apology. If you're a Christian and you are saying, you know, when it comes to giving, for instance, a Christian, say how many titles that go to how many? Do you know what they, do you know them? I'm not saying anyone them saying they are not saying they are not, but do you know them? And since when should you start comparing yourself? You see something in the Bible, you're asking that how many unbelievers I've told you for how many don't pray. So stop praying also. Because Big does not pray. So you to stop praying. Since it's your standard. It's amazing how silly some Christians can be. They read something in the Bible. When it comes to giving and receiving, they say, hey, so some person is rich. What, what does he give? No, he doesn't pray also. He doesn't believe in Jesus. So you to stop believing. Since it's your standard. But you don't know what other people are doing. I saw these girls, beautiful girls. They said they should not talk. So all of them, they were wearing white. White. Nothing on that, just white. I was the dear Lord Jesus. Anyway, I faced what I came for. So because the woman must tell me the story of Olumorok. So I sat down. I didn't want to appear. I just said, I greeted her very well. She had 60 gods. African gods. They look very ugly. She put them. Carved images. White gods are not better also. All of them have gods. White used to worship idols before. So when they say Christianity is a woman, Christianity did not start with the Europeans. Started from the Bible. Jesus walked on the water in Tunisia. So I mean... I don't argue on Facebook. You can take us a good thing. They are smart. Say, Pastor, you import their religion from, from where? Europeans accepted Christianity. It transformed their life. They rejected it. Now they are in trouble. And more troubles are coming. That's the truth. Hallelujah. You want to hear the truth? I went to preach in a church two weeks ago in Manchester. Many of us said I was not around last Sunday, two Sunday in Manchester, in London, in England. The pastor of the church was telling me, there's a, an, a, there's a denomination, a spirit-filled pastor, that from the prime minister and the rest of them, they are talking to him now that they are in trouble in London. And I don't want to say the nature of the trouble. They know some other people are coming in. They are in trouble. 
Those who are running, go where you have purpose and you have something to do there. But if you are running, tribulation will get to all the nations in the world. It's just a matter of time. That's a bad news to somebody. <laughs> are you with me? Well, let's leave that. Are you, are, you, are you following me? Praise the Lord. As soon as I sat down in the midst of her gods, she just said that, ah, she said it in Yoruba, that you are going to build a mighty church. And I knew myself, it's the spirit of divination at work. I did not even do anything. I was wearing jeans and to indicate that I was a Christian, not to talk of a spirit field, not to talk of a pastor. I was not even a pastor then. But this woman said so. I've had that kind of, I've had that, it has happened to me about three times. Shut down the experience. Satan can give accurate information. Acts chapter 16, let's read. Acts 16 verse 16. I want to show you something from there. Are you following me? Is somebody enjoying this? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. A lady came to me in the church and she was telling me, auntie kept putting pressure on her in Germany. Go and see, go and see, go and see, go and see. This prophet, and I told this dear lady, thank God she already took us. But she wanted to, I said, don't go. So they said, the man prays for people and they get things will happen. And she called the man on the phone and the man was asking her that you are going to pay so so amounts. Anybody who asked for money to pray for anybody, even if he was anointed before, now an evil spirit is operating in him. I told him, for a body can start well. Greed can actually, that was what happened to Balaam. He asked God when those people came and God said, outrightly, Numbers 23, 24, don't go. Then the Bible said the king sent more honorable people. And now pressure has started. Then he started, he said, Lord, I will go, but I will tell them whatever you want me. Listen, <laughs> if you cannot overcome step one of a temptation, you cannot overcome step two. That's why I tell people, a lady comes to you, she sits in your house. You begin to kiss and you start all those funny practices. Whether she's your girlfriend, you know that the Bible believes only sex during marriage, not before marriage. You are beginning to, or she's not even your girlfriend. You are quite wayward. When you see a lady like this, you start. <laughs> Things are happening. Now, listen to me. Now, you are a Christian. You are feeling that this is wrong. I'm going to stop. Fine. She calls you again. After you have prayed the prayer of repentance. The first step, your conscience tells you, tell her not to come to your house because you are alone at home. Once she comes, sparks will develop. All of a sudden, you know, you are watching TV. She's sitting down there. By the spirit, you are beside her. <laughs> you know how those things happen. Many of you are pretending. You understand what I'm saying. <laughs> the distance will just disappear miraculously. You know... <laughs> The easiest to do is to say on phone, don't come. If you cannot say don't come on phone, you will not have control of what will happen when she comes. It is more difficult now that you are seeing her and your hormones are waging war against your spirit. It is more difficult to say no now. So why don't you say no when it is easy? I want to come to you, don't come. Listen. If you are a married man here and you're already beginning to become enticed by another woman, severe the relationship and create gap. I just shared with you Ephesians 4.27. Satan operates where there is space. Kill the space. That's about to say give no space for the devil. For something to happen between the two of you, a space must be created for you to meet together. 
So we can overcome some temptations, not even by spiritual discipline, by cutting off every space. That's all. Nobody commits sexual acts on the road. So if somebody's coming to your house and you decide to meet on the road, deeper lifestyle, where people used to go in a relationship, somebody else will follow them. So the person will sit down. And the two of you are talking to yourself and the person is listening. It's good. <laughs> Sister Sharon, how are you? Brad Parks are fine. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Maybe we need to revert back to that method for some of our brethren. Take a witness and let him sit at one corner. Ability, yes. <laughs> you only discuss same things when somebody's around. But when there's nobody from talking, then your voice is getting lower and lower. I know there is bedroom voice. Praise the Lord. The Bible says, and it came to pass as we went to prayer. A certain damsel possessed with a spirit of divination met us, which brought ambassadors much gain by soothsaying. Soothsayers always have a lot of money. Because human beings want to hear something about their life. They want to. The gift of word of knowledge in 1 Corinthians 12 and soothsaying, they are similar. Except you have decided on spirit, that's when you will know. There are some ministers, or some preachers, you have to listen to them a few times to know the real spirit of the first time they can sweep you off your feet. But after a while, you begin to sense that this is not of God. So when people try to stage miracles and do all that, all, miracles happen as the spirit is moving. Once people begin to want to popularize themselves, calling cameras, even if they were to error. And this cat race of wanting your church bigger than the other person and trying to blow up your image and doing things. Once there is greed and dissatisfaction, once you start seeking for popularity the way God has not sent you, even if you are a genuine pastor, you are going to veer off along the line. That's the truth. Hallelujah. So the same greed that killed Judas plus offense can kill anybody also. Things can happen. If you want to start proving a point to people, First temptation of Jesus, the thou the Son of God, command this stone. Man, I can command it, but not at your. I'm not going to prove a point to you that I'm the Son of God by changing stone to bread. And if you're anointed, these temptations will come to you. You'll be tempted to prove a point to people that you are truly anointed. You don't prove nothing to anybody. Are you following me? I told them, money, the most difficult temptation is the third one, not to worship the God of this world. Jesus is our perfect example, so all of them must happen to him first. So Peter came, uh, so Satan came and he said, that was the son of God. He said, I want to say that all this word I will give to you if you bow down and worship me. As you are rising in life, the same offer will be given to you. It is true that there is a limit to which a natural man can get to. When you are going to become a world-renowned figure, actually you need to be held down by God or by Satan. And it's all they can do the job very well. So that's why people bow to the prince of this world. That's why the wealthiest men in the world don't send God. And you need to check very many on the very to know what they really, truly believe. Are you following me? Amen. Amen. This girl had the spirit of divination. She brought so much money. Next verse. Look at what she did. Can you imagine? Paul and Silas were visitors in that city for the first time. They had not even started preaching. The Bible said, they same follow Paul and us. Christ saying, these are servants of the most high. Which show us the way of salvation. Can I ask you a question? What is wrong with this statement? 
Nothing. Accurate and positive. But it was coming from the spirit of divination. Paul and Silas just entered the city. They just saw a girl following them. These are servants of God. They have come to show us the way of salvation. She even acknowledged that it was the way of salvation they brought. If a Christian that was not deep was there, it would be like, ah, this must be God testifying through his servants. That the way of salvation. And the Bible says she did it for many days. But Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the spirit, not to the girl. This being grieved was like Paul waited for the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. What is called the power of God. We don't switch it off and on. It operates by the... This is where Christianity, the power of Christianity is in manifestation of the Spirit. I want to say this to everybody. Probably many of you have not experienced so much power in your prayer. You have never waited until the Spirit carries you in the place of prayer. Prayer has about four levels. Level one is in the flesh. That is where we try to sing. I say, Lord, protect me as I go out. You know by now that there is no power in something. Most of the things say at that level and don't get anywhere. It is where you are submerged in the spirit in praying. Where it takes a bit of time. That is where you notice that there is an anointing around you. Except the spirit manifests. We are as helpless as other people. That's what the Bible said. The manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit without. When we pray, when we gather for prayer meeting, why we do that is not the prayer itself. Prayer is a door into that manifestation. It is when the spirit is moving that power is released. So even the apostle Paul was, he, he, he was dissatisfied with what the girl was doing. But for many days, there was no unction at the moment to address the situation. Then the unction came and he said that he commanded and the spirit left immediately. Where there is manifestation of the spirit, miracles are always instantly. It happens, they happen instantly. You know, one of the things I'm, when it gets to, when, we, when I'm going to take the last part of this message, which is to emphasize the authority of a Christian over demonic spirit, I'm going to request that all of us take at least a day to fast and pray and come around. And this is why I want, I want to have the manifestation of the spirit, because I'm going to pray for some people, right? And they saw, you might see some things when we are, but that will be at the end. And that will be also as led by the spirit. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Did you get this? Let me end this one this way. I want to take you from the story that Pastor Tudebakari once told us many years back. And this is very important. Turn your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 8. I want to show you something. If you are using, um, somebody prayed over something that is given to you. I want to encourage you today. Go drop some things and reconnect your faith back to God. And that's very important. Whether a mantle, an handkerchief, and all those things. Handkerchiefs were taken from Paul to pray for the sick. There's nothing wrong. But if you get to the point where you begin to idolize those things, so any man who can pray over an handkerchief, most likely use it once. Somebody might not be able to go a distance to pray for the sick, and he can pray over a country and give it to God. That is, that is part of the ministry of an anointed person. No doubt about that. Somebody can pray over a bottle of oil. And ask you to pray for the sick. That is in the Bible. James chapter 5. And then Jesus also prayed over the bottle for the apostles. But the only thing mentioned in the Bible, the Bible did not even talk about ever in New Testament using oil to ordain pastors. I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying that it's not in the Bible. Ants were laid on people and they were released in the Bible. There was no oil. And 
you must say to be accurate, as accurate as the Bible is. So the only thing that the Bible talks about oil for was to pray for the sick. And James buttress that. Is anyone sick among Let them call for Jesus. Let them anoint him with oil. The prayer of faith shall save the sick. And we ask, so when you start putting oil on your documents and all those things, there is oversealer boss at work. Are you getting what I'm saying? Please, I'm not saying a church is to do error by doing anointing service. I don't talk like that. I'm just saying that individuals who begin to take this thing beyond proportion get into trouble. And you can begin to lose genuine faith that way. All right? Did you get what I've just said now? Yes. So I'm not saying that you go out and look at you and say they are doing anointing service, they are into error. No, I'm just saying whoever receives, how you uh, double yourself into this thing is very important. So, okay. Are you following me? As touching food offers to idol, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge of charity edifies. Please follow this here. Next verse. If any man think he knows anything, he knows as Next verse. If any man love God, the same is known of him. Next verse. As concerning, therefore, eating those things which are offered to sacrifice or to idols, we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no other one but God. Now, this talks about food that some other religious people can cook and then they can give you. Paul said, there is a revelation. Ask, go to next verse 5. There are many gods, but we, for us, verse 6, we only know there is just one God. Verse 7. There is not this knowledge in every man. For some, we're conscious of the idol unto this hour. It has things offered to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. Next verse. But meat does not commend us to God. Next verse. Take it by your liberty. You don't become a stumbling block. Next verse. For if any man see you that you have knowledge, and you sit at meat in idol's temple, shall his conscience which is weak not be embodied. Next verse. Through your knowledge, your weak brother shall perish, for Christ died for. Go on. But when you sin against your brother, you wound your weak conscience, and then you sin against Christ. Go on. If meat will, but so I want to understand the argument here. It's the first leg. Paul was saying that some Christians can have so much knowledge, and let me use the word faith, that even when you give them a food offer to idol, they hit it and there's nothing. To them, idol is nothing. It cannot affect those people. I want to show you two rims, and this is what I'm closing with. So some Christians can go to a place, say that, ah, that food is for me fabrics, and that they've done all kinds of things on the food, we'll just eat it. There was a missionary that wanted to preach in the village and they told them before preaching, you must eat what our idol provided. They said they should bring it. It was Panayama and Negusi. He ate it. And then they said before preaching also, you must take a keg of pan wine. He drank it. And then he started ministering. I was told he slapped their idol and the idol entered ground openly. And that was, that was how revival started. Fela Anikulako's grandfather had done something similar in reaching out to people in Abiyokuta. So, I want, so there's a rem. But I want to show you the other side. This is where we have to follow the spirit. First Corinthians chapter 10. It will look as if Paul is talking with <laughs> Paul first Corinthians chapter 10. Are you there? Chapter 10. Let's start from verse 20. First Corinthians 10, 20. In the same first Corinthians. Let's start from. He said, But I say that the things with the Gentiles sacrifice, they sacrifice to devils, not to God. I will not have you have fellowship with devils. The first thing we get from this scripture is that it is possible for a Christian to have fellowship with devils. Is that right? Paul said if you don't avoid this, you can have fellowship with devils. 
He said they sacrificed some. So what is Paul saying? Two chapters before he said that you can eat. Idol is nothing. Two chapters after he said the things I said you should eat, they are sacrificed to the devil. If you eat, you can actually have fellowship with the devil. This talks about the level Christians can be. Now, pay attention. I will pick it up from here next week. I want to stop here. Listen to me very well. Many years back, Pastor Tebakari told us of when they took a maid in. The first daughter got sick two days after or so. Second daughter followed. The wife followed. She couldn't even leave her bed. Himself came back from, he was still practicing law then. And severe headache, everything. And as he was praying, he just knew in his spirit that it was the girl. Went to tell the girl, he said, if you are in this house by tomorrow morning, I will kill you myself. She left around 6 a.m. By 7 a.m., everybody in the house was okay. Years after, his own relative said he needed a job. And he was a millionaire. They said he was a millionaire in Naira in pounds and in dollars as a lawyer. And in the chamber somewhere in Lagos, he brought the guy in. And everything knows, everything went down. He took a keg of water and went to a private house to pray for three days. He told the girl, I said, what is your cousin doing in your business? Send the person away. As soon as the guy left, somebody brought a heavy deal. Can events going on in the life of some people affect some other people? And can the anointing in a Christian actually check and stop activity of Satan in someone's life because it's close to you? The two are very correct. There can be situations where no matter the demon living inside somebody, when it comes to what belongs to you, like it comes to your house, or it comes to work in your office, the spirit is shut down because of higher law operating in you. It is also possible that there can be a manifestation in somebody and you bring him into your life and the same thing begins to happen. The demons cannot possess because you are born again, but they can begin to tamper with every good thing in your life. How do we separate these two? Shall we rise? Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Twin Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.